Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Grivy, here with the brief introduction. Here today on the very last day of the October Mega Marathon. 31 days, 31 pods delivered. We stood at the edge of the whore abyss. We looked deep. And we found nothing but laughs and pleasure this month. So thank you guys for those of you who uh, did the entire Mega Marathon with us, right? All Texas Chainsaw, Scream, Evil Dead, all Phantasm, and a bunch of movies with all of our friends. We thank you. We especially thank those of you who went to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod and supported the show, supported the work we did this month. Uh, That is how you get the last three episodes, right? Your Lords of Salem commentary. Silver Bullet, and Shadow of the Vampire. So for those of you who made it through all 31 episodes, even if it's going to take you a while longer, we get it. That's a ton of episodes. Thank you guys for the support, uh, especially this month. We get very sentimental about the wonderful community that we built here and all of your guys' uh, uh, help through this time of the year. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you want to support us moving forward, Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. It means the world to us. The YouTube, subscribe over there, Film Alchemist. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all the socials we're on. We're like engagements and retweets and shares and stories. All the other metrics that we need to crush. We're there. Find us. Let's go. Also, uh, make sure you're leaving five-star rating and reviews wherever you find the pod. Help us defeat the algorithmic ancient vampires that be trying to dance and repress us, right? So five-star ratings and reviews, free, easy, helps us out a ton. Another easy thing you can do, directly reach out to a movie-loving friend you have. If you're here, you love movies, and you probably have friends that love movies, man. So reach out, let them know what we're up to. We'll take it from there. We're going to grow this thing old-timey style, right? A little grassroots building that's what we're working on next year all right enough business you guys are here for the coup de gras you're here for the crowning jewel of our october mega marathon we hope you've enjoyed all the episodes so far i know we fucking have uh but you know the deal every year we save ashley c ford writer podcaster busiest person you'll ever meet one of the absolute sweetest funniest most earnest, endearing, charming people you'll ever meet. Uh, We save Ashley every year to be our October episode. It's become a bit of a tradition here um, and one that we truly cherish. One of the best things about this show um, is this this running conversation that we've gotten to have with Ashley. Uh, Certain of our guests, right, when we talk, I am in physical pain for day for days after from laughing so hard. Ashley's in that that exclusive group of people who It's almost as if my podcaster mind and persona melt away and I'm just really like the most energy I can fit into my body and I have to laugh so hard to get it out. Um, I love Ashley so much. Fucking hilarious. Absolutely insightful. Just we start talking about movies and then have these really wonderful conversations about anything, but you still like you feel like you still learn more about the movie for being with her. Um, Just truly one of the most spectacular, interesting, marvelous people who I have gotten to cross paths with. I consider us lucky. I know I speak for Alex, too, um, that they can still make time for us in their busy, busy life. It means the world to us every year. The October Mega Marathon would not be the same 
without an absolute Laugh Factory episode from Ashley C. Ford. So thank you again to Ashley for joining us. You can follow Ashley's work. Make sure you look down there, find the link, follow all of Ashley's stuff. When I said busy, I was not fucking playing around. One of the busiest people in the universe, but also one of the best, man. So we couldn't wish Ashley any more good stuff. We, we rain upon you, the treasures of the universe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm very sentimental today, man. It's, it's, always, a, it's always a marvelous time once we've completed the October Mega Marathon. that We've actually got out there and we conquered this mountain one more time. So uh, for all of our friends that helped us this year, for all of our listeners who continue to do this journey with us in those dark moments where we don't think we're going to make it or we question why we do it, um, days like today and episodes like this are why we keep doing it. So again, I am sentimental today, but really for me and Alex, just a deep, sincere, heartfelt thank you. Um, to everyone in the film Alchemist Orbit, it, it really is a special time of year for us, and we did it. We survived again! So without any more of my, my blubbering, enjoy our final Mega Marathon episode, Vampire in Brooklyn, with Ashley C. Ford. There's a lot of self-denial going on here. <laughs> the only oh, person yeah. telling the truth, the whole fucking movie is John Witherspoon, by the way. Oh, my God. Only person in the movie who's telling the truth. You Just couldn't pay him One of, Why does he not list it in every, like, five funniest actors of all time I list? don't know. He's so fucking good. And always has I could been. not stop laughing. Dude, bang, he bang, had, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, he had some that thing at the end. He's like... I got, I got, got old man blood. I got old man blood. Like, I was fucking <laughs> The dropsies, I could not. You better do a dick check. Quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. You got the dropsies. <laughs> the what? Okay, but the, that like, scene is why he's perfect. The dude is melting in front on, of man. him. His hand falls off, and he's just like, I better drop a sick burn right here. Yeah. Yes, and I was like, he takes it. That guy has seen enough shit. Dropsies. He just takes his, his nephew or whatever's hand falling off in stride. And he's like, I yeah, better pile like, on him. <laughs> I'm going to pile on It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. All right, we kind of got started there, but Ashley, welcome back to the pod. <laughs> we'll do an official intro because we're classy sure. podcasters like that. Uh, would you like to tell the people uh, where they can find your work and what movie you chose today? Hi, my name's Ashley C. Ford. Uh, you can find... My work, uh, I guess my book, Somebody's Daughter, a memoir, anywhere good books are sold. Anything else connected to me uh, is easily Googleable and unlistable because I can't remember it all. I'm going to be terrible. Like, just perfectly <laughs> like I, I, I don't know what I do. I show up and I do my jobs and then they're done and I forget they ever existed. Damn. So Google You're like Ashley that team in Predator, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Google Ashley C. Ford. She's done a ton of cool stuff that I deeply, deeply cared about at the time and do believe is still fantastic. Um, and today I've chosen the film Vampire in Brooklyn oh, yeah. starring Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett. Uh, not one that I think they list in their credits often. 
But Angela is still trying to get that Oscar right now. <laughs> she's thinking yeah. about it. She's like, don't Ashley, why would you bring this up right now? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm really sorry. I couldn't think of another film I wanted to talk about more. Well, you heard us briefly mention the the John Witherspoon. I mean, this movie is just what it's it's one of those rare movies. It's such a perfect time capsule. And not in a bad way, right? Like a lot of these movies, there are movies I go back and you're like, I wonder, I remember what I was doing in high school. And you're like, oh, just listening to like really shitty, angry music and watching people in too many shirts like run around really graphic horror movies, right? Like that was, like if you go back and watch The Faculty, which is a movie I love. <laughs> that was so many shirts. So many shirts, so man. Many we shirts. all used to wear the like shirt under and then the second t-shirt and then like another. Yes! Some, Cause like we just Sometimes had to like show. under all that. Yeah. We had so much angst, we had to get our color from multiple layers of fabric. I think it was so that in the event that you would be in one of these movies, you could de-layer without it, like, and then get down to, like, the tank. Oh, and, and still it keep like, it PG-13. PG-13. Yeah. You can't see my nippies. For yeah, sure. It's all good. Your little For love sure. trail's coming in. You're like, that's not yeah, yeah. that's not what I was that's... raised on. That's uh, not I'm how I... am thinking about Josh Hartnett a lot. Anyway, yeah, continue. See, there you go. Yeah. My, uh, my wife told her parents when we started dating that I looked like Josh Hartnett. And what? I was like, you, okay, get this. She said that and Ryan Phillippe. That's how she describes me to people. And I was like, wow, I look like honor. those two were combined together and like became this bulbous monstrosity. That, I was like, okay. in the face, none. <laughs> That's not entirely fair. Uh, but also, huh? Like, what do you mean, Ryan? Like, I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, like fucking <laughs> Cruel Intentions MacGruber, Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> And I was like, I don't. I was like, we have curly hair. <laughs> it was the hair. That's it. Like, if you duct tape those two together, they would be like my size. I was like, maybe. Have that you always had you... a beard, Griffy? Uh, late twenties, yeah. Beard guy. Okay. I've been going mustache like now as beard. I age, but yeah. yeah oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen you with just the mustache a few times. It it's works a good for look. you. It's, it's a, a good very look. Good look quality yeah yeah on me less so i don't know i don't know don't knock until you try it i have uh my (laughs) husband started fucking it himself he got very (laughs) he's waiting till you're asleep he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what my wife threatens to do to me now when i make her mad like saying i can't get a vasectomy because i'm syrian royalty she like i'll hear buzzers in my sleep and she's like i'm gonna shave you like your head (laughs) And she knows that is like my weak spot. But that's your like Samson thing. Yeah, it's such but good hair. My, Sorry. The the bargain I'm getting for like how much hair to like how good I'm doing in life is very low. It's not a Samson like exchange rate. You know, with you... the headphones on and your hair pushed back. Yeah. Not unlike Maximilian's. Uh, that's right. Deal. Yeah. Dude, By fresh the way, Eddie hair. Murphy, I found out in like a 2016 interview, blamed his hair, the wig, as being one of the failures of this movie. Like, no. not true. No, it is look, true. Dude. It's a good fucking look. I don't I know, man. You're out. I got to tell you, you want to know something that'll make you. You know how like you have those moments sometimes emotionally that like pull you back into like a moment as a child. Yeah. Like, or there are things you laugh at now that you're like, that's still funny, even mm, though it's yeah. like 30 years later. When he first gets shot and like gets blown back and and the hair only moves down here the whole time. <laughs> like, like only this yeah. part, does, and it sticks straight out and does nothing else. 
I remember laughing at that as a child until my stomach hurt. And damn it, I laughed until my stomach hurt again. And, and I rewound it several times to just watch him fly back and the little flap of hair <laughs> do its stationary flip. It, so it, it much just, work. oh. Oh, it tickled but, me. Dude. He looks suave though. Like, he, he does. Because that's the thing. Like they even because because Julius even hits him with like with that. Uh, Don't do that Blackula shit to me. Yes. So <laughs> he, he, he couldn't do little afro, right? Like Blackula yes. had the little afro and the huge sideburns. He had the look of his time. Yeah. What, what are you gonna do, Eddie you, Murphy? He couldn't look like Beverly I mean, Hills Cop, Eddie Murphy. No. You could have done like Metro Eddie Murphy. That was decent. That was cool hair. You couldn't do Charlie Murphy and Dave Chappelle. Like, there has to be, there has to be give and a take. Well, we know that this is his, like, attempt to give us Lando, right? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit. Dude, okay, I never thought of that, but that scene where he's in his coffin, and they're like, what if we put the camera right between his toes and shot straight up Dick Alley? (laughs) I was like. up Dick Alley. He's trying to give us Lando. Was Eddie Murphy, like, not drowning in sexual partners already? Did we have to, like, really remind everyone? Well, you know, he's talked about this. And his whole thing about, like, sort of, like, his super suave nature and stuff Mm. like that at that time or his playing that role was about the fact that he always talks about how at that time, in order for Black men to get anywhere in comedy they either had to make themselves look like total doofuses and desexualize Mm. themselves, or they had to put on a dress. And so he wanted to have these movies, like these comedy movies that reminded him of when he was growing up watching something with like Clark Gable or something like that, where they were in a comedy role, but they were still, they still got to be that like suave leading man. And I think this is, you know, and he was doing a string of these at the time. And I think that this was like sort of like his (laughs) foray into like horror doing that. And it's It's... not just the wig, why it didn't work, but the wig might be part of it. The wig might be, but it's bizarre that he lays that down and he's like, you know what I have to do? Reclaim African-American masculinity (laughs) on the screen. And he does that for a little bit in the 90s. And then he's like, you know what else I have to do? Eight roles in The Nutty Professor. At least eight. Like- well, that was that the next seems movie. Like a, he's like, I'm I'm sexy enough. Now I'm going back to I'm the done well. This was like, was like him, <laughs> and, him and Wes Craven's like last attempt at doing not. Or there was it was like there because I think at that point, Eddie Murphy was about to do Nutty Professor or had like that was like the next movie. That was gonna That's like when he became like full again. blown, like massive megastar, like, like family movie, family yes. movie megastar. Huge. So and then I, Wes Craven the okay. next year did Scream. Can we stop okay. and talk for a second? I know, Ashley, we've talked about people under the stairs and this and that. Yes. Wes Craven really like getting the pass to like come in and tell some black stories. We didn't <laughs> like the this. whitest white man ever from the times that I've spent with him. And I don't know why. I have no idea why. But black people, and I don't, black people, like Wes Craven is one of those white people that black people don't realize we fuck with until like all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute. I think we got to fuck with him. You know what I mean? Like there's no intentionality. There's no like, he's never asked to be held up as like some paragon of black filmmaking or anything like that. I forgot this was a Wes Craven movie. Right? And I think just like by manner of like 
doing something that's in his interest area and minding his business. Such a great way to like fly under the radar with black people. We're like, if you make something awesome and mind your business, we'll let you rock forever, forever. Dolly Parton will like always be cool with black people because all she does is write fire songs and run a fire ass like little <laughs> like Dollywood situation amusement park. And Fuck then yeah. like, and then otherwise she minds her business. They yeah. try to like, she never, they'll ask her questions about like racist stuff. And she doesn't go, you know, well, when I was reading how to be anti-racist by Ibram X. Kendi, like, <laughs> like she doesn't have, <laughs> like she doesn't do that. They asked Dolly Parton how she feels about Black Lives Matter. And her answer was, uh, of course they do. Do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? Like, that's her response. And you know what black people do? Love it. We don't need you to be a scholar in black history. We need you to make cool shit and mind your business. Had Dolly Parton been like, well, my time with Paula Deen has taught me. You know what I'm saying? No! 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 When mimosas go wrong. When mimosas go wrong. That's basically it. Yeah, that's basically it. I wow. it is funny because he always gets the crack. Wes Craven's always like the professorly horror writer and director, right? Where he's like, "Well, Freddie came from a news story, and then I researched all these Eastern philosophy." He like he always had that like nerd For moniker, sure. and I'm like, "But look at him out here, like getting to just and cross like, boundaries oh, wow. and get the respect." <laughs> Wes, like, that's God. so interesting. So what happened on Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> well, he had an interesting thing in there, and I was like, it felt like it was like. Are we going to address this or we're just not going to talk about it? Because the idea of vampirism in this one, as it said, or they tell justice, right? When the morgue's filling up and Dr. Zecco, he's mm-hmm. like, you don't just make vampires by biting necks and they run around going nuts. He's like, vampires are a race. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I haven't seen this movie since I was a fucking child. I was like, maybe there's some more heavy shit coming down the line. Mm. And I think there is if you look for it, but also I think, they knew when to pull it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wes is like, that's not me. That's not yeah. me. I'm not doing this. We'll use it for the yeah. effect of, like, isolation and loneliness. Yeah. Right? To help the plot. But, like, I'm not diving in deep. Can you just yeah. hear, like, it's a producer a West... in the background? Like, uh, all right. In the, in the editing room. Yeah. Because, uh, like, it's a Wes Craven film, not, like, a Wes Craven joint. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nobody oh is God. trying to I like... wish that every director's filmography God. was split into film and joints. <laughs> I think that that I knew would a help kid us. at Ball State Film School who started calling his shit joints. Yep. And I was like, I think that's the wrong... I think that's the <laughs> that's wrong the move. move. Yeah, we were at, like, film group, and I was like, just, like, up front, I was like, I don't think you should call it a, you know, blah, blah, you know? Matthew Parker joint, whatever, you know, two names that you were thinking in your head as yeah. well. And he's like, but why? It's cool. And I was like, yeah, it's cool for Spike Lee. It's cool for like, Spike Lee. Yeah. It's not Spike cool Lee for freshman that. year at Ball State. <laughs> a lot less cool. Yeah. If you were holding hands and walking around Frog Baby, that's not a joint. <laughs> yeah. That's not a joint anymore. It's not a joint. No, it's a beneficence. Yeah. At best, it's like a hoopla. It's a hoopla, yeah. maybe. It's a hoopla, a maybe. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. A barn burner. But that's yeah. it. You know, we gotta, At we best, stop. a barn burner. More than likely, though, hoopla is probably closer. Hoopla yeah, Footloose, that's a barn burner. Right? That's not a joint. <laughs> that Footloose, is. barn burner. So that we is. need, that's the, why we need these Loggins delegations. Yeah. yeah. 
Dirty Dancing, that's a barn burner. Barn, barn burner. burner. Every time. Right? Yes. Okay. But yeah, I <laughs> West Craven joints. I'm trying to think. So I was like, maybe Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, because Ken Cade rip. Oh, Ashley, you'll love this. So okay. I showed my kids Fre uh, Freddy this year. They're eight and five, and they're starting to dabble. <laughs> they loved Kincaid so much in Dream Warriors that when he died in part uh, four, my five-year-old was, like, weeping on the way to bed. And he's like, um, why Kincaid? Why Kincaid? And I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, there's a little bit of a rule from horror movies back in the day. It's <laughs> like, it's going to be a hard road for you, son. It's going to be but, a yeah. hard road. Maybe that. Maybe those are Wes Craven joints. I don't know. <laughs> That's, That's another Wes list Craven we was like, <laughs> Wes Craven was like, once again, a <laughs> black man. He cracks his fingers and he's like, back to these streets. And it's like, Wes? <laughs> Wes? <laughs> Wes, please. Yeah. Wes. Habibi, Wes, please. Please. God bless. He man. takes off his jacket with the elbow pads. <laughs> he's like, I'm ready to work. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what did you make Ashley of the vampiric lore of this film I mean I could see what they were alluding to and it's like you know despite not growing up around white people uh, very much <laughs> I grew up around a lot of black people who saw white people as viruses so that wasn't and like the agent smith white people like a little bit <laughs> like, you know what I mean like it was it was very uh very strange and my family was kind of always the weird one because we didn't um my family didn't give a shit at all like my grandma married a white man in the 70s oh damn yeah in indiana <laughs> <laughs> oh damn <laughs> you know what i'm saying that was my grandma she married a syrian dude and they they just thought he was a mexican <laughs> yeah they're like oh okay you they're know like brown Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was about Billy Coles and and Norm, but they, yeah, they they used to party and hang out. So yeah, my family was was different in that way. Like nobody really cared. Um, but it was very clear to me that something happened when white people were like around in a way that was like not just majority in terms of numbers, but like there was something else. Cause I knew what it was like to be in a room where there were no other black people. Right. But the white people who I was around the most were white people who also grew up where I grew up. So they were used to being mostly around black people. So there was just a lot of stuff I never had to explain or never had to like, you know, really pay attention to. And then you go to college and it's different. So like, I, I understand that, like, there's this thing. I don't know. It's like, like, when I got to college, it was really astounding to me that Black people were thought of as, like, more, like, violent or having, like, a preternatural thing towards violence. Because white people do a lot of really messed up stuff and call it jokes that's actually just violent. That if yeah. you came where I'm from, would you would just have to fight because you were being violent. Yeah. But they we, don't we call it, it We called it jackass and just kind of like wrapped it into this yeah. whole protective ball. Like oh, it's that. fine. <laughs> boys being boys. Yeah. Whatever. It's okay. Right. It's wisecracks. And, what are we doing? It's wisecracks. And like, y'all were a lot more likely to die from like drunk driving and drug overdoses and stuff. Like, I, I, it was True. not until I was at college that I was like, had people in my peer group who died. 
So it yeah. was something that I was just like, okay, I'm not saying they're a virus or yeah. like, or a race of vampires, but, <laughs> uh, but something's, something's not okay that's not being talked about that yeah. I've ever heard anybody talk about. You know, yeah. I had to read some books. Uh, so yeah, like it, it was really interesting. Like my and high I school wrestling team, where we just—if you got a shower, someone for sure was gonna pee on you. Like a bunch of people yes. would pee on you. Yes, that and would like, never that's part of the team, happen. And you're, you're like, what the fuck? Why is this happening? You yeah. ask a black man who grew up mostly around other black yeah. people if he ever got peed on in the shower in school, and he might look at you like he might hit you for asking. Yeah. Like, like what are you like implying? What, yeah, like what are <laughs> you like, implying? Not like that's a normal thing that kids do. And it got even yeah. yeah, and it got even worse once I like was like with my husband and like, you know, really close to a white person, like a for real like white yeah. person who had never When you grown see us in our vampire layers, yeah. And I've seen y'all in y'all layers and mm. you know, it's given suspicious. It's not giving <laughs> It's not necessarily that like it has to be, but I'd be wondering, I'd be looking, I'd be paying attention. You know, it, it's important. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Like if you look at, if you really think about it, like if you extrapolate it and be on the outside of it, you're like, this probably looks really odd and uncomfortable. And not only that, it's just borderline stupid to anybody looking at. Yeah. Like, this is, it's like, are it y'all okay? Because it doesn't really yeah. feel like. I'll tell you, it, we're not. <laughs> like, no. it is this no. it is this like constant like jeff goldman excuse me excuse just me. go on you amazon okay? and just go to the uh couple sex toy section we're not okay yeah. we're not okay no. we're, we're not, not things okay. are bad yeah there's we're, like the, the greatest thing that can happen to us like, is we find you know. a partner who appreciates us and sees us and in a moment our bodies can combine in magical release and go to that amazon store and be like we're like that's not enough it's we not need enough. more. Right? We need more like, stuff. Why does that have a 40 volt battery? What is happening? It's fine. Yeah. We're going to yeah. figure it out today. We're not okay. You learn, you learn new powers uh, that are required to power all kinds of apparatuses. Yeah. It's crazy. We're not it's okay. Wild. It's we wild. stole everything for ourselves and we fucked it up. And yeah. the weight and we guilt of that is hard. <laughs> so now we have to keep doing it. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And we're getting better because we're not like the boomers anymore where we're just lying about it. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it still at least we're sits heavy truth. on us. Yeah. Just because I say, like hey, look, there's a ghost on ourselves. my back. That ghost still has weight. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a guy who cheats on you and then you're mad. And then he's like, but I told you. Yeah. I didn't lie. But I was I honest. Like... That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's like you you think that absolves you by being honest. Like, whoa, look, <laughs> so you did the dishonest thing first. I finished Come on her face. I did yeah, not respect her at all. And it's like, whoa, whoa, why are you adding more? Yeah, it's like, I didn't ask for the details of your dishonesty. It's like, I just that want you doesn't... to know. I just want you to understand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, your overshare doesn't make it better. Like, what's the matter with you? Yeah, you know exactly. where all the overshares live in New York? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's, that's so where they I've live. I've never been to New York. How does the Brooklyn of this movie stack up to your experience of Brooklyn, Ashley? Um, They are dissimilar. Uh <laughs> <laughs> A wide chasm? <laughs> It's a pretty wide chasm. First of all, films will make you think that there are going to be a lot more random ploofs of like smoke and fog and things like that. In, oh, even in Ninja New Turtles, York. yeah. 
and there's not there's just not going to be that much there was this one time on a particularly hot christmas when i went to coney island but that's about it um like the place is <laughs> it it doesn't yeah they don't look the same uh they are not aligned in 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 my estimation also this brooklyn uh one of the things they did get right is sort of like if you're in the right neighborhood everybody really does know each other and talk to each other uh especially if you're in any way extroverted my husband became like uh the king of flatbush when we were there (laughs) which was really uncomfortable uh for me but everybody knew him because he was my stay-at-home husband who like did errands and stuff all day so he was always in the neighborhood and he talks to everybody and that's like a really beautiful aspect of it but otherwise no it 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 just uh (laughs) It's not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, I got to say this, um, in my experiences in New York, the driving apparently is very easy in this movie. Yes, I thought about quickly. that too. Um, the I'm cops like, why are like engaged. GTO? It's like driving around. Where the fuck like do you really park a limo? Nice, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. where do you park a limo in a GTO in fucking Brooklyn? It's like, like you, Flatbush. You'd have to be in Flatbush. I'm not saying they are in Flatbush, but it's given Flatbush um, and a lot of elements in there, and including the uh, vampiric elements. Which another thing I'll say is that like Brooklyn has been gentrified in like a really wild way, and it's it happens so quickly. I only lived there. <laughs> for seven years seven or eight years and i lived within i want to say eight maybe eight blocks like is where like my living courts i only lived in two apartments the whole time i lived there and they were within eight blocks of each other so i I lived in the same neighborhood the whole time Mm. i lived in new york i lived in flatbush and i i watched as the demographics changed and uh, it was wild. It was wild to sort of be like, you know, more, more, this is apparently more white people stop on the train and like <laughs> watching like how the black people start to sort of like look at the white people who are still on the train after a while. Like, you know, you get to 7th Street and it's like, that's not your stop. It's like the Warriors. Like, <laughs> that's the Warriors. It is. <laughs> Yeah, and like you keep going and it's terrifying. And then they get off and they apparently know where they're going, um, but they don't know the rules, right? Like they don't know that over here you hold the gate open for old ladies and you help them get their carts up the stairs and that everybody does that, you know? So they'll be doing the Manhattan thing and trying to get around the people who are helping and everybody's like, what the fuck? Because we don't do that over here, you know? And it's a different thing. And I bet, especially back then, you would have looked at that and went, look at these fucking parasites coming <laughs> over here. So you kind of had a Joel and Eternal Sunshine moment where your world is just changing <laughs> around you rapidly and dramatically. A little bit. A little bit. A car fell from the sky. It was terrible. <laughs> into, a perfect, into, into a perfect parking spot yeah, into a in Brooklyn perfect somehow. parking spot. And it was a PT cruiser. You're like, what the fuck? What is going on? <laughs> Yo, have you ever seen a PT cruiser truck? Get the fuck what? out of here. I saw one. Actually, we're from day. Indiana. How could I have not seen one of those if it existed? That Which is so funny. Real. 
which is so funny because I saw it on my way to Fisher's, man. Like no. Kelly and I were in the car and I was like, what That's is that? Car. And he was like, it's a PT Cruiser truck. And I was like, Kelly, don't lie to me. What is that? And he was like, it's a PT Cruiser truck. And oh I my was God, like, they're real. It looks like real a, thing. it looks like a Toontown car. Yeah, it, what the fuck? <laughs> the judge is getting the dip. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> what the fuck is this? That's some Indiana shit right there. Isn't is it? A, actually, I can't believe I haven't seen more of them. Uh, so, the Indiana yeah. Scourge now is all the golf cart now. culture. That, oh, that's yeah. what's running amok now. Everyone is wants a fucking of the golf developments cart. and shit? That's usually what no, happens with like- it's because of boredom. Really? It's just boredom. I was in Muncie this weekend, and I saw somebody just on Jackson in a golf cart. Yeah. And they were just you know, like- We have a walking path in our neighborhood, and instead of exercising the Golden <laughs> Corral away, it's just these families like causing like a mini traffic jam. That's like a thing, they're fucking golf If you're carts. in a development, usually- They look at me like, like an asshole because my dog isn't like following the lines. I'm like, there's no lines. It's a walking there's path. No I found this out when my, there's no lines. When my, parents moved to, when my parents moved to Kansas City, this was like a thing in the neighborhood they lived in. Yeah. Everybody had a golf cart. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, but now, see, I want to see like a, a series of these. Like this movie- made Weird. money right this movie made like almost three times its budget yes like, we, why can't yes. we get like a vampire in muncie you know what See, i mean this, oh my god that sounds who's like with gonna Larry be the, the cable guy well, yeah we got, it has Doug to be, jones we got, we got a way to talk <laughs> no. about the sequel that absolutely no, should have it happened, has, it has to be either larry the cable guy or the the fucking lead guy from uh mike and molly <laughs> something <laughs> like that one of our people <laughs> one of our people has to do it <laughs> No, this it would have been a it would have been a be blue Paul collar Bunyan. comedy. It would have been a blue collar comedy tour movie for sure. Like, yes, Bill Ingvall would have been the uh, would have been the vampire. I mean, it should have been and Ernest, then... but R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about and rank Maximilian among our favorite movie vampires because his power set is ridiculous in this movie. He's just inventing awesome. powers every scene yeah, in the man. movie. He's got a new power. But yet can get karate kicked by a cop in the final scene. But where do we rank Maximilian? Like, I blew my kid's mind, and they're like, wow, he's really scary, this vampire. And I was like, do you know who that is? And they're like, what? They're like, who? And I go, that's that's Donkey from Shrek. And they're like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Like, they couldn't process it. So he was giving out real, like, awesome horror movie vibes. Isn't it wild? There's an entire generation of people who just have no idea who Eddie Murphy is outside of Shrek. Yeah. That's I mean, bizarre to me. Yeah. That's how my mom used to feel about the fact that I didn't know who the fuck a ton of people were. Like, when I was growing up. I, I, I have to remember that sometimes. People, I apparently It's weird that I'm at know. that age where I have to think about Well, that's that. the like, thing, when too. I, describe I know people, my mom had kids young. So I'm like even way fucking older than my mom was when she was like incensed yeah. that I didn't know shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like now yeah. we're like middle-aged parents. My mom was fucking pretty much done by the time she was my age, right? Uh, but our kids, the kids now, what they don't have that we had was like a, I love the 80s. I love the, remember those? Yeah. Like, yep. Love those it, list shows, yeah. Like I love Pop those up shows. Pop-up video, yeah. I found out one of my friends that I made in New York used to write for pop-up video. Like that was one of like her jobs. Yeah. Fuck yes. And I was a great job. And I've I've never been more impressed with a person. I I know I know people who have done really exquisite, amazing things personally. But the but the woman I know who wrote for pop up video, she's the one I frequently think of, and I'm like, you know what? Anything's possible. You could yeah. have your dream job. 
Like you could really yeah. have your dream job. That is the most impressive. That's like when Amy sure. first came to visit me in Hollywood, and we li- I live like right down there, right? And they were filming mm-hmm. Hancock or Hitchcock, oh. whatever the fuck. And Will Hancock. Smith like came up and was like shaking everyone's hands and getting pictures. And yeah. Charlize Theron was like, and I was like, I'm not impressed by these fucking celebrities. Little did I know that the Will Smith handshake would become a seminal moment, right? Like this was a moment b- before Will willed. Yeah. So I have that, right? But then, like, yeah. I met Bill Nye, the science guy, at the bar I was a bouncer at. He was a swing dancer. And, like, I was so weak in the knees, I couldn't approach him. Oh when I tried God. to talk to him, my mouth went dry. And I was like, I've met real celebrities, right? Like, you know, hung out and yeah. drank with real celebrities. Bill Nye, the science guy, fucking melted me. Like, I could not even, like, look at him. Right? So it is oh, wild yeah. how that happens. Yeah. yeah. People ask me sometimes who's been like my hardest interview in terms of like because of my emotional state. And I, I, and it's really hard to explain to them why it's Michelle Yo. Oh, <laughs> like, like, I would never have guessed that. <laughs> but the thing is, I love her so much. I think there are other people who I could have similar reaction to who I just haven't met yet like i will totally troy barnes all over lavar burton like oh dude yeah like i'd probably just fall over and die um but wouldn't eddie murphy be that guy for us too though not me i mean like i fuck with eddie murphy but i also grew up in like i feel like how old are you guys i'm I'm right at 40 i'm on the cusp yeah so this is the end of my 30s yeah I feel like we grew up in that time of like when we were like kid kids, you know, like solidly children. It was like peak mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy time in terms of yeah. like Eddie Murphy as a movie star. And then mm-hmm. when we started moving into sort of our more skeptical years, were the shaky Eddie Murphy years. That's you know true. what we I mean? Crossed in the night. <laughs> we we like because it's, well, it's it like happened. Disney ate him we and did. Robin Williams at the same time, and you're like, no, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, because I grew up on that Eddie Murray, Eddie uh, Murphy's greatest hits from SNL tape. Like I burned holes in that yep. tape. Yes, like thought mm-hmm. that was the greatest fucking contribution to comedy of all time. <laughs> and so Absolutely. yeah, he. But that that's, and like we had this monoculture back then, where like if you were an Eddie Murphy, right? Like you just yes. were in so many people's minds in a way that like we just won't have anymore. Right, that's like our closest true. thing today is like what like. Joe Rogan, right? Like people know his name, but not always from like his work, right? But like there aren't a lot of comedians that are so ubiquitous as Eddie Murphy was. That's true. I mean, everybody at this point knows who Dave Chappelle is, but kids, kids sort of think of Dave Chappelle the way we maybe would have thought of like a a Richard Pryor when we were growing up. See, I actually think he's gone a little different. I think he's like when my parents used to play Bill Cosby for me. Mm. And I was like, because it was safe on the edges and kind of luxury. Yeah. On the surface, not what he was really doing, right? Obviously. Right. <laughs> but they would play and they're like, this, like Seinfeld, Cosby, bit, these yeah. are real comedians. And I was like, that's like boring old people comedy. Right. Yeah. And I think now Chappelle is one of those for us. He was like this fucking earthquake, right? This pop culture earthquake. Like right as we got to college and Chappelle show hit. Like, you couldn't go anywhere without thinking or talking about him. And now I think for young people, he's become this icon of all these other fights and stuff. My obsession with Dave Chappelle and comedy specifically in high school is why I was voted 
most likely to end up with her own show on comedy. <laughs> that was my senior superlative. Yeah. Because of how into like that Close. stuff I was. But it's also true that I was getting into that was when I really realized that like me and my mother's sense of humor was intersecting. Right. Was when right. we got to like we got to like Dave Chappelle being like the new up and coming guy. Like yeah. that was a show that I could watch mm -hmm. with my mom and we laughed at all the same jokes. Yeah. But you know, yeah. my mom was the same way with like Hey Arnold, so it's not like it was... <laughs> shockingly underrated but with banger. But with a comedian specifically. Yeah, yeah, and and that's I mean, to me it's like I can't Eddie Murphy's become one of those guys in my mind like I couldn't imagine. I think of a lot of celebrities in the sense of like I used to be a bouncer at a lot of bars, right? And so, like, I've shared a drink with celebrities. They're like, hey, can we stay for one extra round? And everyone in the bar's like, of course, you're a celebrity. We'll tell mm -hmm. all our friends we had a drink with you. Yep. And I was like, Eddie Murphy's, like, one of those. He's so fucking famous. And he was so famous for being cool. Like, I feel like a lot of comedians, we don't think of them as cool. They're funny. Right. Eddie Murphy was fucking cool, cool. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, the idea of sitting and having a drink with Eddie Murphy, and it's like, what the fuck would a normal person like me even say to him right like what would i and now i would say uh how fun was it to do that preacher bit in vampire in brooklyn <laughs> right? you know I would, what i'm saying I would ask him about some shit looked, like that. yeah it looks yeah. so fun i would say something to see, him like, like so should i look for an evil piece of ass tonight and see if he fucking remembered or if like he punched me but he's like one of those God. he's so fucking famous and so like he's never eddie murphy even when he was doing our parents shit like, we all knew he was selling out because fucking get your money. So, like, yeah, he yeah. still never yeah. became uncool to me, which I think was I think his, like, great trick. that's the thing trick. is, like, we just wanted Eddie Murphy to be back in, like, the way that we all remembered him. Because, yeah, like, right. when he was doing Daddy Daycare era movies where you're like, right. why are you doing that? And, like, make your money. But now, when we saw like, him in like, Shrek, we're all like, he's cool as fucking Shrek. And Shrek's a cool Yeah, movie. of course. He's awesome in Shrek. Yeah. But that's, like, the Eddie Murphy that we grew up that's the version of eddie murphy that we all grew up with they're like that's a cool eddie murphy like he's just doing it for kids almost eddie murphy has 537 children he needs this money yeah. okay like, why did he make the movie a thousand words because he needed money he needs this money bro yeah. that's true like imagine imagine so that Shrek was level. kind of autobiographical. He's like having litters of dragon kids. Everywhere. Litters. But dude, that, I was like, that's guy. how cool Eddie Murphy is. He's like, I'll be in Shrek, but I'm going to fuck a dragon. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Like you know he saved Shrek's did? life because he comes in riding the back of a giant dragon. And then we he see probably... the dragon donkey hybrid babies. I was like, that's fucking cool. He probably had each one of those dragon babies, like the noises, actually be voice acted by his children. So that like they can be earning they can earn a little bit they can work on getting their sag insurance my, kid, my kids possible. need their sag cards His, <laughs> my kids have their sag cards bro because he wanted to get their bank accounts open now okay i didn't actually he, know he, he even had them a to kid. start earning that's wild i didn't even know he had a kid you don't remember that he had a baby with scary spice um I do. Did he and really? claimed that the baby wasn't yes. his for like a really long time and then that was a they, big drama. I remember they, that. they had to get a paternity test to say like the baby was his. Him and really? Babyface have been married to the same woman. 
like Dang, all kinds dude. of stuff. It's, I didn't realize any of that. Eddie Murphy, I mean, like, this is part of the reason why I think Eddie Murphy for me was always kind of, I'm like, you don't understand. I grew up with a tabloid and celebrity obsessed Mm. grandmother, like, and like in the prime time of like, what's going on with Eddie Murphy? (laughs) (laughs) That was like us when it was like Metallica cut their hair and said, we're suing Napster. Yeah, and, and you guys like, the were like, betrayal, what, the betrayal at the core of my young Fucking personality. nerds. You need your money for real? This yeah. isn't yeah. a t-shirt. Oh, wow. This really is a lifestyle. That's how they felt, bro. Like, they what? They're in a video with okay. Tom Cruise? I got to say this. There's a, there's a, um, there's an odd, there's a needle drop that I've hummed since I was probably like 13 years old to myself. And when I was watching this yesterday, I realized... I heard that for the first time in this movie. Now it's from, I think it's from What a Man, but basically it's when he's about to go to Zayko's. It's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hum that to myself all the time. Never knew what it was from, but I'm like, holy shit. It's this movie. First place I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All the time. Just like would like walk around and hum that to myself. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, singing, leave me alone. First, this was it. I this love the part. I love black movies that have random vocal like tags for no reasons in like, the background. <laughs> it's like to remind you how like cool whoever the main character is. I'm like, yeah. I already know. I'm watching the movie, man. Right, and then and all like, of a sudden it's like, oh wait, and you're like, what? Why was it? <laughs> Why would that happen? <laughs> what did you? What even happened? It's like I'm fucking just walking some down sick the street, Cisco riff. and all of a sudden yeah. the background is just like walk motherfucker and you're like wait why would <laughs> what's that from it's always perceived like the yeah like this it's like the mist falling. Yes. particularly in this movie a lot of like mist falling sound oh, effects yeah. well, especially because eddie murphy's cool on every scene He's he can so start fireballs cool. he can fucking blow smoke that fucking destroys mc hammer on the radio box. oh my god he's like, he's like i know you do that old hammer shit <laughs> he like fucking explodes whatever he whatever he gets in the smoke. like angry vampire mode i still laugh i know you're not yeah. supposed to he's supposed to be scary but i still laugh like shut the fuck up yeah like, it's just he had julius yeah. him down. dude julius god poor dude. julius hardison is so good julius should have got a fucking oscar for this film and Dude, fuck anybody. He should have got a sequel. He should have got a sequel. He should have. He should have gotten a sequel, man. When he runs I and just... tries to karate kick justice. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. The, the one that was really cracking me up was when he's trying because for some reason, uh, Max's plan is to just get her to dance with them, and he's like, "I'll get her if I can dance." Her. I was like, "If I can dance." That's so weird. Like that's so weird. I don't get it. Right. It's because as a white person, we spend our time trying to not let potential mates see us dance. I don't know. Uh, But when Justice just runs up and they're not dancing, he's like, you know who this is? It's like, you got pussy lined up around the street. And he's going in and Eddie Murphy's like reaction in that moment is so fucking good. It is. And then he's just fucking spilling it out. And I was dying laughing. And then Angela Bassett comes back in with their righteous fury. I was like, God, the cast of this movie is fucking awesome. They're so good. They They're did a so great good. job with the material. They Angela Bassett is unbelievable. Isn't she She's, so hot? Dude, I think still. it was like this or that. how Stella got her groove back where I was uh, like, I think See, I'm that stuff's fine. I'm an American Horror Story Angela Bassett guy. Oh, yeah. Who do? Like, anytime, she, anytime she pops up in some like one of those, I'm like, mm, 
There we wow. go. I always liked her vampire look in this one because it reminded me of the uh, female gargoyle and gargoyles. Yes. Like her hair was up. This was a. Oh have, my gosh, the headband. guys. The headband. Yeah. Guys, that's hold on. true. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> See, I bring up gar- gargoyles. Right. I-, I know what we're doing. It's like. <laughs> I mean, that is weird, though, because clearly what we all wanted to do is bang Goliath. Oh, hell yes. I know exactly what's coming. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Guys. Yes! Oh, you got Dude. her. Dude. Damn. Hell yes. That's cool. Oh, that's I was an obsessive awesome. Gargoyles kid. Love yeah. that Me fucking show. too. Me, too. So I've been looking for the uh, Goliath for a while, but. Yeah. Same. Can't, can't Fuck, we'll always all be looking for Goliath, I think. <laughs> won't we? Well, won't we? Maybe Is that the real Goliath was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> no, we just end up with like Bronx, and you're like, he's all right. He's okay. He's all right. He's Brooklyn's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? no. I guess I'll take one of the friend zoned guys. Dude, sure. She, I do. That makeup is pretty close, right? But we had that thing in the 90s where we did a lot of just like forehead makeup and nothing else. Yeah. It was like oh, a Star sure. Trek thing or that weird show where uh, Linda Hamilton was going to bang Ron Perlman, even though he looked like a chup- like a chupacabra or a capybara in the yeah. sewer. Yeah, like he oh, didn't my, look yeah, like Beauty a beast. beast. He looked like a capybara with like Fabio hair. He looked like he looked like Why? a like a chud, like a horse chud. Maybe a horse, a horse chud. chat. <laughs> horse chat. Yeah, look like horse, hung like goat. And it's like, that's why, <laughs> that's why it was like, uh, will she, won't she? <laughs> right? Yeah. Who but yeah, it was really weird to just do the makeup. But I'll say this, because when Eddie Murphy came out in his makeup, I was like, all right, it's a little Max from Lost Boys rather than Max from mm-hmm. this movie. All right, yeah. but when Angela Bassett went dark, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was all the way yeah, in on that. Like, There's a small part I'll, I'll... of me that's mad that she chose Justice, because you know Justice is going to be on Monday. Like, I know we had like a wild weekend, but like I'm a real by-the-books guy. And it's like, no! <laughs> like, what are Why, you doing? man? Like, that was a bad choice, right? She made the wrong choice. In my opinion, absolutely. She made the wrong yeah, choice. For sure. Would she, you guys all be vampires? I would, man. I just feel like, you know, I used to think, no. Like, bring on the sweet relief of death, right? But then <laughs> I, I there was something about my husband would be, my husband would say stuff like, Think about how much you could follow your curiosity and figure out what you'd be interested in and then just practice that and do that thing forever and ever. He was like, and the thing is, it's not that vampires can't die. You know, you want to die like you can die. (laughs) Yeah, just open the blinds. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, open the blinds. It didn't seem like there was a ton of downside to being Max. He said like it's the bit- worst thing was that Max was a bad guy, essentially. Right, right. And I think that, like, I, I think that, like, what people are scared of when they're scared of becoming vampires is becoming a monster. But, like, <laughs> dude, you're a human being. You're monstrous yeah. to something already. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think your iPhones come from, guys? You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are sucking the blood every of someone time, somewhere. Every time that. we get into one of the, every time we get into a vampire movie, I'm like, have you met people? Come on. Like, right. It can't be that bad. Being no, you just say, I'm going to wait till the evening of the next insurrection and I'm going to go feed up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to be all right. Up, you party <laughs> and you're good for the I'm rest of take, the year. 
I'm going to be like the fat Punisher. See, that would be my yeah. only caveat is I'd be like, you got to give me one year of hard training. So I can be <laughs> fucking ripped. <laughs> right? Like, I don't want I don't want to go into a vampire being like a fat, like, vampire no, with, like, I, I back think, pain. But, but that, that is physiology so that changes you. So you, like, are automatically hot. Okay, no, does it change you automatically or does it freeze you? Does it, like, stunt your Listen, possible? in my, in this reality, I'm deciding that it just magically turns you. Like, I watched Twilight, Queen of the Dam the other day. You hot. Yeah, okay, well, that's true. But, like, I watched Queen of the Dam and I was like, that's what you're looking for in the afterlife, right? You want to be, like, washboard, ripped, and slick. Looking for, like, Aaliyah or trying to be Well, for sure. Stuart that's Townsend. the hottest any vampire's ever been in any movie Also, let ever. me tell you, Number two, Salma Hayek, yes. In the afterlife, I'm I'm the first person I'm looking for is Leah. I'll see my yeah, grandma sure. in a little bit. Like, <laughs> where, grandma, Aaliyah? we had some run, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, we, I've, I've seen you First enough. of all, grandma and I Aaliyah had more time here? together. Yeah, I want to get your opinion on this, Ashley. <laughs> so my wife, bless her heart, she was thrift shopping, and she came home one day, and she's like, I bought you a shirt. And I was like, cool. I thought it'd be like a button-up flannel. It was the weirdest like airbrushed Aaliyah's face shirt. Oh my God. And she's like, cause you like queen of the damned. And I was like, yes, I hear what you're Are saying. You it? <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if I'm the man. Where's the shirt. I think she, she took you. it back. She got you like a memorial shirt. Yes. Like a full on, like you would see it like tied to like one of those little crosses. If she had got hit by a car, hit by a car. And I was like, I don't think I'm the guy that can carry this Aaliyah billboard. Amy. Future oh, oh, my God. She was just trying to be nice. And see, oh good on my God. wife for not even imagining what that would look like. Oh, of course. What That's would you like think if, like, we met up in real life, Ashley, and I came in with, like, the full, like, guy who sells this in an alley Aaliyah shirt? You don't want to ask me because I would immediately be like, oh, man, right? Cool shirt. I just, well, like, I just like, like, we, <laughs> like we miss baby girl, right? Like, <laughs> I love Aaliyah. I loved Aaliyah a lot, but I was like, I see think if you were wrong. wearing the shirt and you didn't give a fuck about Aaliyah, that would be one thing. That would be weird. Yeah. But I if you're wearing not an Aaliyah shirt... super fan enough to have the in Moran shirt, right? This you're is like, that I'm fastest not... thing we were talking yeah. about. You're like, if somebody comes up to you and starts singing "Rock the Boat," you're not gonna know all yeah. the moves. I well, yeah, they're the like, shirt. can you name any Aaliyah albums? And I'm like, Queen of the Damned for sure. <laughs> and like, I know some of the other songs, but I like, you know, I'm not like that kind of a, but I just, I thought it was so adorable. She's just like, you can definitely pull this off. And I was like, to lead such an unexamined life, I admire my wife in that I way. love it. I love it. She just wanted you to, like, be able to memorialize the yeah. girl she knows you love, you know? like She just wanted me to watch the whitest vampire movie in my Aaliyah shirt. Oh, my God. I love that in I mean, Queen that's... of the Damned, essentially, Lestat hears Woodstock 99. And like, he's like, do that. they're ready for me. Now's oh, okay. my time. Okay. Okay, if go. we're ranking hottest vampires, oh, like I think clearly Aaliyah and Salma Hayek are this. one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those two, yeah. depending on your taste, those are the two hottest vampires by like a ton. For sure. I think yeah. you can make sure. a case that Eddie Murphy makes, if not the top five, the top ten. I could say Definitely he makes top the top ten. ten. Yeah. Right, because yeah, who are the other really hot vampires? Like, sorry, but like Bella Lugosi's not in. No. Right? Like, he no, was there at the start. I mean, Christopher Lee for me, maybe? Frank Frank Langella was a pretty good Dracula. No, Dracules. get the fuck out of here. Very That's cool. That's a guy who didn't pepper. get himself tight before he became a vampire. 
You know, there was something about Daniel Day. Was it? Was it? No, it's not Daniel Day Lewis. It's uh, who's the other guy who's not Daniel Day Lewis, who plays uh, <laughs> Dracula? I can't believe I'm going to say this. That's a lot of white people, actually. I know was... he was in Dracula okay, with so Winona them... Ryder. Oh, Keanu, Gary no. Oldman, or Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman, Gary Oldman. Yeah, his Dracula. He was kind of looked like Dracula... Mr. Burns. With the little, with the with little, the little glasses. glasses. Oh, okay, I can Before he does that. like yeah, the yeah. full you know on double beat. Before he becomes. Yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that. With, with, okay, so Brad Pitt yeah. has to be top five in Interview with the Vampire. Sure. Brad Pitt is sure, absolutely sure. top five. Brad Pitt's top five. Like it's it's like hard to look at him in that movie because they're like, and what if he had the eyes of a husky dog? And yeah. you're like, well, now this is too much. You're doing too much. Yeah, it's like you didn't have to do that. And you did make it bad. Yes. And you should be ashamed. <laughs> That's true. Um, Antonio Banderas is pretty hot. Oh, shit. He's also in that movie. Yeah. I think, man. Maybe the vampires from Life Force, because it's just like an alien race of topless women. So maybe just him as a whole. Can you count Colin Farrell from Fright Night, or are we not going to be able to do that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This is a tough one, man. What about Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland from Lost Boys. Kiefer Sutherland? Hell yeah. I, I can't. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland does not. There's something about him that does not do it for me. He looks like a hound uh, <laughs> in a way that doesn't. <laughs> he looks like when they made that cartoon Rover Dangerfield. A little it's bit. It's a dog that like... looks like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, listeners, we're going to need a definitive he list does. of the top 10 hottest vampires. Don't bring that Twilight shit because they're children. They are children. Real vampires that, like, if they wanted to get to the, like, wrestling and sucking, that would be, like, legally okay. Who? Carlisle and Twilight. uh, Oh, because he's old. Oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah. Mike Dexter. All right, you can bring old people from Twilight. Don't bring that (laughs) that werewolf shit either. I'm not reliving the Twilight Wars. But I think you make a case. Maximilian gets in. I think he's Maximilian so. is a top 10 hottest vampire. Definitely a top 10. He's absolutely in. And he's super powerful. He could probably beat the shit out of all the other vampires. Yeah. Yes. yes. Awesome powers. Great transformations. He could be other hot people. So anyone who's can... higher than him on the list, he can transform himself and his clothes and become them. I do love, I do love Eddie Murphy's impression of Italian people. That is. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And I love that it's I've... just called Guido. Guido. I know. <laughs> Dude, He's an I don't know what that is. He, him doing uh, Jewish and Italian people is uh-huh. the funniest impression uh-huh. I've ever heard. Uh-huh. I love the priest. He the priest kicked, sermon is like secretly my favorite. Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> like he is so fucking funny. He's like, so good. I remember. I also wore out that tape of like Best of Eddie Murphy from SNL. But it's because I watched him doing the white people gag <laughs> over and over again because I couldn't. Because whenever he said, like, this newspaper, I'm like, that is the funniest white person <laughs> ever. Just like holding your nose, it's like, like, this newspaper. That, I could not stop laughing at that when I was a kid. Oh, white so people good. love and white people impressions, you know? Because they're accurate. It's like doing Mickey like, Mouse for little kids. It's the best. <laughs> all you, it's the best. All you have oh, to do. Just, it's always funny. Just be like, you know, but yeah. so how how was the barbecue, Bob? You know, and they love it. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good you know. <laughs> oh, shucks. I do. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what the river, you little bitch? 
Dude, let's talk about another thing that Guido does that just reminded me of another thing I love in this movie is that Eddie Murphy is just not afraid to fucking annihilate animals. Oh, Oh my God. When he shoots that fucking cat. Shooting a cat (laughs) midair. That shit the cat had, had it coming. Rolling. The cat had it coming. Had it coming. <laughs> that had me rolling. But how about the police dog that growls at him and he launches oh that fucking God. thing like 20 stories into the air and it Free comes power. down smoking into he the bay and we never, you know, like most never movies, acknowledge it. Like my kids, I remember being very worried about the little tiny purse dog in the Meg. Cause it went, yo, she was going to get eaten. And then they make sure at yeah. the end, the last scene is you see the dog swimming. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, they're going to show that German Shepherd. No. Never addressed. That dog got fucked up. <laughs> like, it's yeah, all that dog got did. launched. Forever. I, Nobody even gave so a shit. It was unexpected. Just like, oh. I just was like, fucking dying laughing. He's just like, fuck <laughs> all these animals. <laughs> all, the, all the NYPD at the wharf were just like, huh. Well, that'll happen. <laughs> I, was like, eh. I thought that was so funny. Uh, Never gets addressed. There's a lot Ooh. of weird shit like that in this. Like, I love Eddie Murphy, like, flying around. Oh my the, god! When the it's pastor so jumps, it's I fucking like... died. But when he floated on Angela Bassett, I was like, "That looks very '90s." But also, I was like, "That would work on me." Yeah. <laughs> when he's just like waving his like arms in his coat, I'm like, "Yeah." Because he even says the line, "She's like, what if I don't want this?" And he goes, "What if you do?" Oh yeah. He floats back, and I was like, "Damn, that would work on me for sure." Dude, yeah. Oh, that I was like, "I'll see you in six like months. I'm running to Planet Fitness." God damn, dude. <laughs> that floating shit will work on any sad millennial woman who had an overwrought relationship with the movie Casper as a child. <laughs> like the ones who still follow Devin Sawa on Instagram. Was that like the millennial? Like we had Jessica Rabbit. You guys no, had no, no, Casper. No, 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 no. Millennial girls. Jessica Rabbit is sim is adult Simba. Uh, Whoa. Our, Whoa. Okay. But Devin wow. Sawa is a formative real boy crush yeah. because Got he's it. in um, Now and Then, and he's also mm-hmm. in Casper. And those are like prime millennial girl years for like, you know, your lady boners suddenly becoming right. a thing. <laughs> I just like how smooth he is. There's something about ass. him. Something about like, Casper. That little cherub face. His dad bod. Him. His little floaty dad. <laughs> His little floaty dad bod. It's really like nobody is really into Casper the ghost. Like nobody thinks he's cute. They just see Devin Sawa, and then they know yeah. that he is inside yeah. of the that, floating yeah. block. That's the lady in the streets freaking the literal sheet. Right. Yeah. And for that's the thing about girls. That's the beautiful thing about girls is that that's, that could be enough. It's not like this is really full circle for you, Griffey, right now, because hear yeah. me. It's not about what we see on the outside. Like, we can really see what we know is on the inside. Damn. Right. So yeah. you are Ryan Felipe on the inside for your Shot. girl. So like my wife. She, re- <laughs> she really is seeing him when yeah. like when she's kissing you. So yeah. It's true. I love the idea of my wife looking through my pitiful aging facade <laughs> and seeing these she two early two thousand heartthrobs. Yeah. She sees nineteen ninety-nine Ryan Phillippe and Josh uh, Hartnett cool overcoat. Because see that's that is the opposite problem, right? Like as men, we see the like freak on the street thing and we're like, yeah. And we're like, I'm sure that once they meet me, 
yeah. it's all gonna calm down and work they're out. They're gonna see, right. yeah, 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 they'll they understand. Are two fucking differing visions of love. There's a level of confidence that I just never had when I was that age. Like that's that's never what I thought. I'm like, that girl's way too much. I would never be able to handle that. I don't I... say I I didn't have any of the tools to back it up, but I definitely thought I was like, they're probably gonna be pretty happy to meet me. All the hottest guys were dumber than a box of fucking rocks, and I could not bring myself to truly be attracted to them because once they started talking, my my woman brain was like, "You're gonna have to hear that, you know. If you if you are really with this person, if you start like being with this person, you're gonna have to hear that shit, and you're gonna have to pretend probably." Uh, most likely because dumb people do not like being challenged, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to like hear that shit all the time. Do you want to hear right. that shit all the time? And I was like, no. No, I don't want to hear that shit all the time. Do you think that's and what I it'd be like it. in eternity with Max? Yes. Do you think that a- no. So do you think no. like that accent covers up male stupidity for Max? I think He's pulling a off little like vampire bit. Accent? I think yeah, a little yeah. bit. And the floating helps. Um, the you know, and and there's just there's something intoxicating about a motherfucker that'll make you float. You know what I'm saying? Weightlessness for yeah. a woman. Like I like when I think about how good her lower back and shoulders must feel in that moment. <laughs> Same, uh, dude. This is like the perfect like 30s conversation. Yeah, you know like, what I'm oh, saying? That feels so comfortable. <laughs> it feels so comfortable, bro. Wait, I don't have oh, to strap like into my inversion thing. table. I can just you know what ride I mean? max. Imagine that you can just fly from the top and let the bottom hang and like feel your vertebrae separate. Right. Like, imagine the pops, man. Again, I'm like, not hearing any anti-vampire argument here. You, that's what yeah, I'm no. saying. It's worth it for the pops. It's worth it. Do it for the Absolutely. pops. Yeah, you're telling me I just won't sweat the rest of my life? I don't have to pretend <laughs> to care about cookouts and shit? Yeah. I'm in. I'm doing this all, all day All of it long. seemed like a bonus. Oh, I They're never like... have to ask my husband to pluck yeah. my chin hairs ever again. That's right. I'm in. See, caveat, you got to take a year of just full, like, Yaya sisterhood taking care of your ass. Oh, absolutely. Eat, pray, love your ass into the most jacked version of you. For sure. And then fucking take the plunge. So for One all time, eternity, you're good. I keep this list in my phone of funny things that my husband says that I never want to forget. And one of them uh, that he says... Or that he said one time. Not like he says, as like in, in general. Uh, he but that he said. <laughs> He said, I would totally become a vampire. You just have to let me do P90X for like way more than 90 days before. See, he gets it. That's a man who he gets is the it. Best. He yeah, is if the I'm going to be frozen, I got to be hot as shit forever. That's, yeah. a, that's how he felt. And right? I was like, you know, because okay. Kirsten Dunst, an interview with the vampire, doesn't get to grow into like a blossoming That's young true. woman. She's fucking stuck. She and I'm not stuck. getting stuck as this. I've been yeah, stuck as this, this for my 30s, and it's not my favorite. Right? It's not my favorite. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, think about her life, though. She comes home and she's just got a roommate who literally is just willing to see anyone on the street and like, I'm bringing him to the apartment. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, her life is not that good in this movie. No, it's not. And then Dr. Zico, like, why are you so suspiciously close to the daughter 
why are you snaping, right? Why are you like hanging out where the woman who looks exactly like the woman you loved and lost to a vampire is here? Like that guy, why do you have a cobra in your bar? Like there's questions. Mm-hmm. There's questions afoot about Dr. Zeko, I think. The cobra is the well, least of my concern. Did you? Really? Okay. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I did not remember the like backstory enough. I knew that Zeko oh, knew of what was going on. Totally forgot this. Like, oh yeah, I knew your mom. She was a, or I knew her mom. She was a thing, and she got fucking taken. I'm like, good god. Yeah. What? Like, what? I'll First tell you off, this. She figured out that it's totally cool to be a vampire. Great. Well, also, I was like, how do out? his dead sperm knock you up? That was a scene I wanted more of. For sure. Secondly, yeah. in that scene, I thought the cobra, because the way it was moving, was Eddie Murphy. And I was fucking dying laughing. I did, too. I thought it was him, like, I honestly trying did too. to fucking look over the drinks. <laughs> and so when he Trying pops like, up, they, he's, like, creeping. Yeah, I thought on? that was really funny. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think Zeko, I think he's got some secrets that we're not hearing. How the hell does a oh, vampire sure. knock up a human woman? There's that. A lot of, they're dead. There's a lot of problems. Okay, so dead. there's an explanation for that um, uh, in the Twilight movies. Fuck. God damn it. Oh God, I've seen all these movies. Well, I not in this. the movies, but in the in the lore of uh the Stephanie Meyer answering questions about these things. Um and the lore <laughs> is that uh because he had uh something about <laughs> You can't even finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna explain it and be like, "Oh, well, this is the lore." But you know how, like, you start to think about what you're about to say. <laughs> no, never, never. I never put thought into it. I just say just it. Let it fly. Suddenly, you're like, "Can I? Can I really say?" <laughs> um. So apparently, the lore was that. Uh, Something about how, like, Edward had died of, like, some kind of fever. What kind of fever was it? What kind of fever? Like, Spanish flu or some shit. (laughs) And, like, something about the fever. (laughs) Herb's alive. Kept his dick alive. (laughs) What is this? What? When his core temperature hit 108, which we all know is the proper temperature for a creepy crawler oven from the 90s, the little sperm were turned into jellies. They could still function and run around. (laughs) Apparently, well, here's the thing. Okay, so the story is essentially that because he had this fever, it kept his sperms alive. And then um, what happened was that he had not slept with anybody else until Bella. Damn, so those swimmers were just So he had a fucking pack? He was packing a shotgun? Good God. The whole time. And if he How'd she not die? (laughs) They're like those dudes that tried to go down in that submarine. (laughs) They're just stuck in this cold, empty shaft. Bang it. Let us out! Please! Help! Help! (laughs) 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 (la
my god. I thought he they just a... didn't address it. What? No, well, later on she addressed it. <laughs> Good god. I kind of love imagining yeah, those little sperm just lost in there. Like the bullets and <laughs> you know like the bullets and uh, Roger Rabbit, they're just in a box. Uh, and then fucking Bob Hoskins is like it's time to murder people and they're like yeah. It's like well, these cartoon bullets have a sad life. They have a sad fucking out. life. <laughs> Let us out. <laughs> and imagine staying in his balls for the hundred years, and then you're called into service and still having the gumption to be like, I'm going to get that yeah. egg. I'm going to find that, that egg. Gonna be, yeah. I'm going to be the first one out. The oh amount of God. focus it takes to stay trained. Right? Like that shit you would see in an anime. Right? <laughs> I love doing this on Zoom because I can do this. I've been trading hard. Oh my god. This one sperm one. is over 9,000. It's just 000. one. Yeah. It's one. Just... <laughs> I have learned a lot this episode. I will say that. Wow. I have learned yeah. a lot. More about us than the movie. But also, <laughs> hey, shit. underrated vampire power, being able to cast spells into having a, a pussy palace. <laughs> Dude, for real. Very underrated power <laughs> of a very vampire. Underrated. When Nobody that glamour even told falls me off, you could get that. I know. That's why I was like, dude, this is even better. This is even better. <laughs> Would it look like I just lived in the Great British Bake Off tent? Yes. But <laughs> yeah, it's just me surrounded by snacks because I'm ripped now and I can't gain weight. It's like I have the life I've always dreamt of. Uh, so wrapping this up, Ashley, what about this movie still pulls you back? It's still so black. It's it so like the characters like i feel like one of the things i love about getting to talk to you guys about horror getting to talk about horror period as an adult is that like when i was a kid it felt so right to me it felt so personal to me to have like these supernatural elements and 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 scary things like that that felt more like life to me than anything else that felt more real to me than anything else and i love that the characters in this film remind me that like horror belongs to us too mm -hmm. and it belongs to us in ways that meld together so well and that are so funny and that are so interesting in their own way and you know at the end of the day at the end of the day, Max is very sexy, but he's still a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that we have to keep in mind um, as black people who continue to fight the white virus. Sometimes they're <laughs> sexy. It is funny because it is. But they're just... actually the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can go too far one way or another. But there is just, it's a movie that like I didn't appreciate as a kid watching. To me, it was just a great monster movie, right? But you right, see right. it now, and it's like the times we brush up against whiteness, right? It's like Italian cartoons, a right. cop with a dog who's like, wait, some shit went down? I'm going to walk up to that fucking blockade that has all the black people. And be like, yep. back up, you people. And then his dog blows up. Yeah. Or the other white... There's a lot of white people and dogs and pets, too. And then yes. there's uh, the white lady in the park. She's like, I understand about you guys and the chains of capitalism. Oh. And he's like, that's it. 
Capri that was the scene I was like, yep. when he was like, she more than deserves it. I'm like, yes, kill her. Kill Actually, yeah. that you just forget. Completely deserve it. I think it for like us, right? Especially in pop culture in the 90s, you forgot that there were like other points of view. Yes. We're like, yeah. you can look at us as white people. Like, I feel like that's something that would pop up in a movie and white audiences would be like, see, we're trying. Right. <laughs> you know? yes. And yes. in this movie, you really look at her like this fucking weird outsider. And it is, I think the 90s had a lot of these where it was like starting to, black culture was kind of becoming very mixed in with like the culture of my age, right? Like we all wanted fucking hip hop music. We all loved all of these kind of awesome black horror movies. Um, Tales from the Crypt had a lot of that. There's just a lot of stuff where like we were starting to like get it kind of brought into us. And I think especially like watching it in a horror lens is really fun for a white person. You know, not that everything has to be about us. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding no uh, <laughs> but it is like how much to- talking you gonna do honky Jeez. all right i get it i get it i'm cool no i'm one of the good ones no but you just stop to, see, to look through a lens and be like wait there's a place that's not rural indiana there's a place where i'm an outsider i'm not see, the this, fucking like, not prevailing talking thing this is what causes problems all right, well, I was oh making a great God. point, but that's fine. No one wants to hear me because I'm being oh canceled. Oh, my God, I hear you. Tell me more. <laughs> I hear you. Maybe Joe I Rogan will be happy to hear my <laughs> Your opinion is valid. Oh, there we go. See? <laughs> I'm going to start doing the fucking Joe Rogan circus cycle where I talk about how unheard I am. <laughs> I, agree. I agree, though. I saw this movie when oh, I was young. Now this white. Not... Go ahead. I agree. Yeah. I, I saw this movie when I was young and did not understand like those contextualizations. I just thought it was a cool Eddie Murphy movie. I'm like, Eddie Murphy's a vampire. Yeah, I'll watch that movie. Didn't pay attention to it. Now I see it as an adult, and yeah. it's all the more entertaining. Now you see that you Plus, and your dog re- were the monster the whole time. I guess for you, I was it's really, a cat. I was really disappointed that she did not eat that lady from Batman, though. For sure. Oh, yeah. I thought that was going to happen. Dude, and that was cool, was too, because like, they brought in the crazy lady from Twin Peaks and people under the stairs, and Eddie Murphy's like, kill that <laughs> cop. And she's like, yep. I was like, yeah, yep. dude. For sure. For Wild. Sure. Wild ass. I don't know. I just, I, again, I think what I love about this, it's just this beautiful time capsule of that early night. Like, you know, because I remember being that age, and it's like, you're starting to get hip hop. You're starting to see do the right thing. Like these right. really powerful things where you're like, wow. To me, that was like the same as watching like a fucking European movie almost. So, like I had no access to that culture. Like I remember when I saw Family Matters and I was like, oh, yeah. holy shit. Right? Like the Winslows yeah. were like my gateway in. Yeah. It was that like was me probably... with the nanny. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I get it now. I get the struggles of the Winslows. And then you get like Tales from the Hood on VHS and you're like, holy fuck. Yes. Holy yes. fuck. I did not get it, actually. Yeah, right? And it's just, there's just this awesome time period. And this movie is very of its era. I agree. Like, it's, it's very fucking 90s, which is also one of my little cinematic love letters, because that's, you know, that's where we were. There is, um, like, a significant examination of Wes Craven doing these movies. Like, I think that's a really fast. I did not, I, ju- I just realized the second year in a row we've done a Wes Craven mm-hmm. movie that's, like, black cinema, and I realized he... Why is that not like a dissertation somewhere? Is it? Because that seems like something worth examining. He could sneak past the gatekeepers. If you yeah. put Wes Craven really on it, you could get these stories made, man. Yeah. Wes Craven That's had really to be cool. ridden like that boat at the start, crashing through the studio gates. <laughs> oh I don't know. There is one. Pro- again, you know, there's Wes one Craven. producer who's in the editing room like, it's not very white, is it? And you're like, shut up. Shut up. Get that man. guy out of here right now. I have Wes Craven. I will not have this that. This is a Wes Craven joint. This is a Wes Craven joint. I think joint. it's like a Jay and Silent Bob strike back where Wes Craven, 
no, Wes Craven was just kicked back counting his money. Yeah. He was just counting his money. One time. <laughs> He's fine. He's like, fight amongst what? yourself. Yeah, fight amongst yourself. I'll be over here with my espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I will Damn say, so one of the people busy. on our, our Misfit Parade, our little movie company now, they said that the next TikTok they want me to do is ranking if I would have sex with the different ghosts from 13 Ghosts. <gasps> oh, wow. Very, it's interesting conundrums, right? But maybe yeah. the next one I add is Wes Craven. Film or joint? Film I'm by gonna, or a joint? You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna deny the torso. We're not gonna Okay, so the, the firstborn yeah. and the torso are easy. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right. The right, torso right. I feel like you'd be like on a list. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the firstborn. Like yeah. definitely. But every list. other one oh, you're yeah, like sure. there's pretty good arguments to be made for like all of them. Yeah. Sure. Like I might be yeah. banging eleven ghosts. I mean, 11 out of 13 yeah. ain't bad. Maybe the seed that we spill becomes the remaining two ghosts since we kicked the other two out of the room to power the machine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Does ghost sperm work like vampire sperm? Well, no, I have real sperm. Mine are not ghosts. Oh, that's true. So but if they hit the floor, egg. I guess so they become your... ghosts. So Whoa. it's your sperm, but does it fertilize a ghost egg? Well, no, we're not trying to have kids. Right, but like, we're trying to power a, a world-ending machine. Oh. Hmm. oh, yeah, that's what that glass house is. It's to oh, refract yeah, yeah, yeah. the ghost of my sperm into the world and destroy. Oh, and sorry, that, that uh, this is took world a turn. ending. This took a turn. That a twilight, a twilight thing really broke my brain today. <laughs> so I'm not sure this is one of those things really. Ashley was saying, where like I should hear what I'm saying before I say it, and yeah. not this whole like hear yourself. <laughs> not like it stopped me. It. <laughs> but at least you paused to let the audience at know. At least you paused and thought about it. <laughs> a divergence. What I'm was about ahead. to say might sound insane. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That's all we've got. Uh, I fucking love this movie. Uh, my favorite thing about every time Ashley comes on the show is how much my face hurts the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking laughing and smiling. Oh my god. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule <laughs> to talk with us. Ashley. Thank you guys. This I look forward to this every year. I know. It's awesome to see all of our friends again. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do this. We'll do this in real life someday. Yes. Yeah. We are geographically close. We can make this happen. I agree. Maybe we'll put you in one of our little horror movies. We'll, we'll, you'll be the next Maximilian. Oh, my God. I hope so. We're working Shut on it. What a dream come awesome. true. Uh, my, my partners have said that my new script reeks of uh, white shame when it comes to sex. Oh, wow. What yeah. a turn on. Yeah, see, I thought it was... <laughs> I didn't pick it up weirdly. I didn't I didn't pick it up weirdly. But they're like, you yeah. have a real repression somewhere deep inside of you. <laughs> I want to read it real bad. <laughs> real bad. Be careful what you, you wish any, for. You <laughs> can read any of those and pick up that repression. That's right. All right, guys. Uh, we'll have Ashley's information down below. Make sure to find her. That's it. This is the official end. You are always our Halloween day send off. We always save the best for last. You're always our last episode. I'm always honored by <laughs> being able to be that placeholder until you make cooler friends. No, impossible. <laughs> no, impossible. Maybe Eddie Murphy. Maybe if you're Eddie listening, Murphy. we'll bump Ashley for Eddie Murphy and only Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I can handle that. Yeah, that's fine. We'll all, we'll all agree about that. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it. We hope you've enjoyed it. 
We'll see you next month for uh, The Pod Has Its Desserts. Starting first with Rocky Horror Picture Show. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun next month. We're gonna we're gonna get out of this horror beast that we're in and have some fun uh, next month. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for surviving another year with us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.